again to my skin is my sin presents another episode of intellectually petty radio and today we have the honor and the privilege of welcoming um cleveland's future mayor bashir jones how you doing king doing good beloved man thank you so much for inviting me i really appreciate it no thank you man um i live in cleveland you know so i got a vested interest on and, and what happens in Cleveland? You know, um, and before we really get started, man, wh- where do you come from, man? Like, like your background, did you grow up in Cleveland? Yeah, man, well, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, actually. Born in Brooklyn, man. Um, my family moved here when I was about six years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, we moved here, we moved, we lived in the Salvation Army, you know, which was a shelter for women and children. Um, poverty has a way of moving you around and uh, came here to Cleveland and uh, been here ever since, man. And um, the city embraced me. It embraced me like a, like a, like a mother embraces a child. Hmm. And um, it's just been an amazing, amazing ride. Uh, Grew up in war seven. Huff, St. Clair, Superior, Wade Park. In the hood. Between about 55th and 79th. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Between about 55th and 79th and um, between between St. Clair and Chester, that that was the area I grew up in. Um, Went to MLK. I went to Case Elementary, MLK, Mm -hmm. middle school, high school. Went off to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, and came back, came back to my city, man, and just tried to make a change as much as I could. You know, and I'm not originally from Cleveland either. But I, I moved here as an adult. But one thing I noticed is that a lot of the brothers don't even leave the east side. So you going mm-hmm. all the way to Morehouse, man, is like a big deal. What was the reception like when you came home after you graduated? You know, man, coming back, coming back home, it's interesting. You know, <clears throat> unfortunately, unfortunately, we 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 live in a in a in a, in a city or, or society, for that matter, that we don't celebrate as much as we should those who are returning um, from educational uh, mm. from educational, you know, um, you know, achieving educational uh, 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 achievements. We, we, we show more love to um, our brothers and sisters who come back from behind those walls um, as if the, as if that's the rites of passage. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I, there was a few people that was happy and, uh, and, and maybe even surprised. Like, you know, why would, you know, why would you come back? You know, what was the, what was, what was well, you know, what would you come, what would you come back for? Mm. And, um, but I, it, it, Cleveland sent me there. You know, I wouldn't have got in, brother. I I got denied to Morehouse. If it wasn't for Dr. Reverend Otis Moss Jr., who wrote me my recommendation letter, I would have never gotten in. Mm. So, you know, I was initially denied, but then I got in, man. So I was thankful uh, to the support. A lot of support from the black church, a lot of support from NAACP, 100 black men, mm. uh, CMSD. Uh, they gave me a lot of support. I went down there, man, and <clears throat> graduated with honors. 
graduated with honors. My degree was African-American studies. And uh, I thought I wanted to become a, a, a superintendent. Uh, that, 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 that changed quickly. <laughs> so, um, so I wanted to educate in a different way. You know? So mm-hmm. I, when I returned back to Cleveland, I got into radio. Did radio and uh, for Radio One for about three or four years. That was my path. That's pretty dope. Um, interesting career path to get from there to running for mayor. <laughs> and like, like, are you ready, bro? Because you know they're gonna get you hell, bro. Like, like, like you, you're a brother. You, you, you went to Morehouse. You're Muslim. Like, like they're gonna, they're gonna eat you apart, bro. Like, are, are you ready for all this stress, all this drama? Well, they, they're going to try to eat me apart. They won't be successful, but yeah, they, there they, you will, go. they will try. But listen, man, when you come from Cleveland, man, it's, it's, it's not easy to to be defeated when you can make it through. You know what I'm saying? I, I know aggression. You know, I know, I know, uh, mm-hmm. I know threats. I know what, that, I know what that feels like growing up on up and superior, man, in St. Clair and going to MLK. So when I went to Morehouse, that wasn't, you know, that was, you know, I mean, I grew up hungry, man, you right. know, first in the 15th. I grew up where friends, man, I saw friends get shot in the face and murdered. I, I grew up in, I grew up in that type of environment where most people mm. who, are, who are Clevelanders who, who come from where I come from. So, you know, but it, you're right. It is a, a, a different world, but I tell people all the time, man, that, if we can make it through this, there's nothing that we can't make it through. And it's not just one individual, not one person. Um, you know, we're going to have to bring the best and brightest around us, experts who know what they're doing. I think unlike any other candidate, I have the ability to inspire and motivate and be a spokesperson for this city because I, I know this city because this city raised me. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, you know, you know, you're saying you're from somewhere, but you're not really from there. I'm talking about, you know, I'm from Huff, man. You know right. I, I mean? feel. Oh, I feel you. Trust me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I know you do. So uh, if you can make it from Huff, man, you can you can make it anywhere, man. All right. So let me ask you this, bro. I'm 49. Uh, you know, um, I have a profession. Been doing my thing for decades. Uh, my kids is grown. I'm probably in your your wheelhouse of most likely voters, at least, especially from the East side. Right. Why, why should I vote for you? You know, when we look at the city of Cleveland and we ask ourselves the direction that we want our city to go in and you are, you represent the middle generation. You represent, you are the generation in between um, those who are 65 and older, which is the percentage mm-hmm. that, that are, you know, not only most likely voters, the ones that vote and everything mm-hmm. they vote in pri- because they understand what it means to not have the ability to vote. And then you, you're right in the middle. And then you have the generation under that 25 to, to 40 man who don't quite get why it's important to vote. So you, you're right yeah. in the balance. And I think it's really going to be on your generation, big bro, um, because Cleveland had the potential to become the greatest location in the nation, but instead it has been labeled 
the mistake on the lake. What are some things that we want to do and what do we want to see accomplished? Hmm. Number one, you want to be able to have a person who can who has enough respect for the elders and serve the elders, but at the same time understand the vernacular and can reach the young people. Who can be that balance? You want a person who can speak to the streets and speak in that language, but at the same time has shown the ability to speak to the corporate structure that's providing the jobs. You want a person that can reach the east side and reach the west side. You want a person who understands the importance of education while at the same time understanding that some of the smartest people we had never even made it to high school, my grandmother and great-grandmother. You want a person that's from the city that understands the pain, um, but at the same time was able to overcome it. I think that when people look at me, big brother, what they're going to see is if you come here in Ward 7, you're going to see what we've been able to do. I don't have as much experience as Frank Jackson, but that experience hasn't got us too far. So I don't need a whole lot of experience. Well, at the same time, uh, I know where the bathrooms are in City Hall. Right? So I represent right. I represent the balance. And listen, man, I'm, I am, what I represent is not someone who just came to the city or someone who is just coming to the front line and telling the people, hey, listen, give me an opportunity. This is what I'm going to do. Big brother, there hasn't been one person in this race who has been more um, vocal and has been more of a voice for the voiceless than I have. There's not been one person who's been more on the front line for social justice than I have. There's been not one person. And at the same time, there's a Let me ask you this. Let me stop you right there, though. Yes, Social justice. Um, cause, cause like, let's, let's, let's keep it a stack, man. Cleveland is hella racist. Mm-hmm. It's like Ohio, Ohio is an extremely racist state. Um, and you mentioned earlier about being the mayor for the East and the West side. Like, how did you bridge that gap? You know, ideologically, you know, financially to, to get us all in tune to move as one, because that's like, like since I've been here for, I don't know, 25 plus years, it's two different Clevelands. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the streets, mm-hmm. just the potholes on the East side, get the shittiest fixed jobs. Mm-hmm. Those people fixing those potholes don't look like me. That bothers me. You know, I don't understand why in the city, especially on my side of the city where I, where I pay taxes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we do good. We're not, we're not broke. We're not robbing nobody and we do okay. Why can't I have people fixing the streets to look like me? Mm-hmm. You know, you said a lot. Well, America is, 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 is a, has, has, a, has built its foundation on structural racism. Um, but Ohio is what it is, and, and Cleveland is still one of the most segregated cities. But you, you, ha- you have to have somebody in leadership <clears throat> that's, that's, number one, willing to call a spade a spade. You know, you got to have somebody that's willing to say, and that's what I've done, man, since being in city council. And even before that, I mean, in my radio days, you know, calling out structural racism, calling it out. You, can, you, can't, you can't change it unless you can acknowledge it. And that's what many elected officials uh, choose not to do. Mm-hmm. You got to first acknowledge it. 
And then you have to put things in place. You know, I believe that east side and west side, every neighborhood has its own issues. Some neighborhoods, you know, issues are safety. Other neighborhoods, maybe issues are streets. Some neighborhoods, issues may be the lack of support for small businesses. You know, City Hall has to be a place that we fix because everything resonates from City Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that's really important to me, Big Bruh, is making City Hall a place where customer service is a priority. That when you call City Hall, you don't feel like you're being a burden, but that you feel like you are a customer. Because as you just said, you pay taxes, you are a customer. And if you are not getting good service, you usually take your business away. Or in our case, Thanks. Or in our case, you usually leave the city. Most of the people that the, our population has gone down, not because people are moving to Florida and Atlanta and D.C., oh, they just moving to Richmond. They just moving to South Euclid, Cleveland Heights. They're moving right outside of the vicinity of Cleveland. Yeah. So that's one thing. The second thing is when you talked about the streets, actually in that division of streets and, and trash and, uh, and public works is what they call it, is where you find most African-Americans. So I was really surprised to hear that you say, you know, who's fixing those streets. But for me, more importantly than who's fixing it is, Mm -hmm. is it is the job getting done? And that's my biggest issue is that you have streets that have had potholes for years. And the process of fixing the streets is very antiquated here in the city. So we got to get automated. If, 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 If progressive will have you take a picture at the damage of your car. And, and they can, you know, take care of it quickly, you know, process it quickly. Why can't our residents do the same thing? You take a picture of that pothole and within this many, you know, many days, somebody is out there to take care of it quickly. I think that it just takes a different energy. It takes a, a different vision. And uh, it's a beautiful quote that says you can't solve 21st century problems in an 18th century way. I believe that your generation is the, will, be the, will be the deciding factor. Of, of of who will become mayor that that 45 to about 55 will be that deciding factor i believe i think so too that and and and, and the cleveland clinic matters a lot mm-hmm. um is it possible to to be mayor with without their nudging so to speak like what I don't like, matter of fact, let me make it a little bit more specific. What I don't like, and I, and I oh I hate this, is the fact that that the Cleveland Clinic police are allowed to police those people in the neighborhood mm-hmm. who have absolutely nothing to do with the Cleveland Clinic. Don't work there, and you know they aren't a patient. They just happen to live around the block. But those people actually can police them and give them tickets, run up in their house, the whole nine. Why is that so? Because that because the mayor allows it. That's why, you know, the mayor, so the, much, the mayor is the, the mayor is the big. The, the, listen, Cleveland is the big brother of the region, so anything that happens in this city, um, and even in this region for that matter, the city of Cleveland should have something to say about it. We are right. so overly policed in this area. Listen, you got CPD, CMSD police, CMHA police, tenable security. Cleveland State University Police, Case Western Reserve University Police, Facts. Cleveland Clinic uh, Police, University Hospital Police, University Police, right? East Cleveland Police. I mean, just in the five-mile radius, you probably have about 10 to 15 
different police stations. That's crazy. Um, that has different police chiefs that that have their own rules and regulations. So as the mayor, man, one of the first things that I would do is bring order. Mm-hmm. Bring order. You know, no East Cleveland, you can't just you can't just be moving through our city in that way. No, you can't do it like that. <laughs> no, or every 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 uh every chief of police, we all come together, we're gonna take a seat. We're gonna create our own rules and regulations as 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 people and if you don't do it, then there's this, you know, there's there's things that we will have to there's other let's, conversations. Let's, let's be honest, bro. Is that Policing in the in this area, it, you do you honestly think it's fixable? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, one of the first things that we plan to do, brother, is change the way that we respond to calls. You know, I want to create a mobile crisis unit that is filled with mental health experts mm-hmm. and psychologists and therapists. That every time that the uh, every time that someone calls nine one one, a police officer doesn't have to come out. It can be dealt with in a different way. We have to change policies. You know, I think that there's many police officers who are great, who want to do good, who got into the force to do good. I think it's a few bad apples, just like it's a few bad apples in our community that choose to do wrong, right? But we can't we can't paint a broad brush. But see, but, but, but I, I, and, and I got to cut you off on that one, bro, because I, I don't want people to walk away thinking that to, I, uh, that comparison to me was not. Cause I I may I may be inclined to like if I see some dude shoot a two year old in the head I'm telling on that dude I don't you care will, how you feel you, about you that. will you will but that ain't the code unfortunately that ain't the code unfortunately you know that better than me though you know you already know that man you have you have you have people in our family you know in families man that have sexually molested boys yeah. and girls and we know that that family history and we haven't told on anybody. You understand? I mean, that is just not a part of our culture, unfortunately. And and also, as a system, we haven't provided the protection for people to be able to anonymously, you know, truly anonymously tell, you know, what yeah. crimes are being taken without a fear that, that, that repercussions will happen for them. So that, that's where the system comes in. As a system, we have to do a better job of protecting our residents. Man, do we ever, and especially our elderly, like uh, just it just fucking excuse my language. It's sickening, man, when you hear about something. You know, somebody did something to some old person. Like, like I'm that old person, like in a couple of weeks. You know, and not all. You know, not every one of these days. You know, brother, you got about thirty. You got about thirty years, man. What you talking about? (laughs) Are you? (laughs) I I wish, bro. (laughs) You got about thirty years, man. It, It. do you want to stop at mayor or or how high do you want to go politically? You know, I, I pray, man, that I pray that the residents, you know, this is a risk, man. I'm, I'm giving up my seat to run for, you know, this mayor's position. It's a risk, but the people are worth are worth the risk. And if, if I'm blessed enough to serve to serve this city as its mayor, um, that's that's what my focus is. I'm, I'm I'm not even thinking about, you know. They wanted me to run for Congress. They wanted me to run for that. That was not. I don't like politics like that. To do that, I came back to run in Ward Seven. Why? Because that is the neighborhood that raised me. You'd run for Senate though if they was like, "Come on, let's do this." No, man. No, no, no. Come I don't on, like. Bro. I'm not interested in politics in that way. No, no, no. I think that the mayor. I think for Cleveland. 
mm-hmm. the mayor's position has a, a, a longer lasting and quicker impact than any other position. The governor's position, the, I would the, agree. the, the pres, even the president, I mean, the mayor's position right now, boom, I can create, you know, with policy, create new wealth in this city. Boom. I can, you know, like, like, for example, man, one of the things that I really focused on and we're working on right now is mm-hmm. to bring the Ohio Innocence Project to Cleveland, even though most of their cases is outside of, uh, is from Cleveland, they don't have an office in Cleveland. Okay. Cuyahoga County is, is one of the highest in the country for, for, for overly charging and wrongful convictions. See, as a mayor, that's a pulpit that I have, that I can address issues like the wrongful convictions and the, mm-hmm. the overly charged. I can address issues like policing. I don't have to lead no march. I'm there to change the policy. I don't have to, as an activist, I was out there marching. As an activist, I was I was a thorn in the side. But now as the mayor, I got the pen in my hand. So when I what I want people to think about is, listen, you may say, Bashir, I don't really like you as a person. I don't like you. I don't like how you talk. Whatever, that's fine. But this is the this is the best opportunity we have. If you're from Cleveland mm-hmm. and you come from where I come from, then this is the best opportunity we have to have someone who understands your pain. I understand your pain. I understand your hunger. And not to say that I overcame it, right? Because mm-hmm. we still we still in the trenches. Nice. But who can better understand it than a person who's been through it? And this is the first time that I believe in a long time that the people's voices will be heard and and and, and these changes will be implemented. God so do you have like a, a slate of uh council councilmen and women that, that, that you would like to see win? Yeah, man. I, I, I see I see a new generation of young people, you know, coming up. Um, you know, I don't have uh I don't have anyone in mind at, at, at the time. Um well, I do have some people in mind, but I don't, I don't want to put them on blast right now. You know, mm. I want them to I want them to be able to get their signatures and so forth and so on. But I, there are definitely people, numerous people that I'm going to help them raise money. I'm going to use my platform and this way, the energy that we have to 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 shine light on them. And I think that there's a new generation of young people, man, uh, who are coming up right now. And when I say young, I don't just mean like, you know, 30 and under. I mean, I mean, those who are. 45, 50, when I say new and fresh, I just mean new ideas and fresh energy that we're not stagnated, man. I think some of us would prefer a more demonstrative mayor. Hmm. Whereas, uh, and I'm trying to be delicate. I'm trying to to say it politically correctly. Um, You ain't said nothing politically correct, man. Let's go, man. (laughs) 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 You haven't been politically correct this whole show, man. What you talking about? Um, let's say an East Sider wins. Like, like, stop trying to appease the other side, man. Just, 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 you won for a reason. Like, Mm -hmm. like, kind of tired of seeing, like, especially Democrats. You know, when they get in office, is well, how can we work with the other side? When the, when the other dude gets in office, he's like, I don't care about your side. Right. Like, well, we want, you know, a little... Mm. You know, well, you know, they're not our teachers, man. They don't, they're not our teachers, man. And um, we're going to still have that grit. Don't get me wrong. We're going, God willing, man, if, if the people uh, choose me as, as their servant, man, as a mayor, um, 
we not waiting until next year and three years. No, 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 no. There's stuff that got to be done right now. We have to get City Hall together right now. We have to bring technology right now. You shouldn't have to go all the way to City Hall to get a birth certificate. We're going to start using these recreation centers and turn them into satellite offices where you can go right to your local recreation center to get certain mm. things done instead of having to go to City Hall. And another thing is that we've been blessed to receive $511 million from the federal government. All right. And, um, you know, we're getting ready uh, within the next couple of days to get half of that. So, you know, we're, we're walking into some re serious resources and we're going to put it to play. You know, what I did in here in Ward 7, man, we got oh. these parks together. Listen, brother, I have I'm, 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 I, I have gotten to with the help of great organizations like Famicos and Midtown approaching close to half a billion dollars of investment, four to five brand new parks. You know what I'm saying? More artwork in my area than in any other part of the city. I was gonna mention that too, man. Like, like just the and I and you can clearly see the red, black, black and green. Shout out to whoever's doing that. Um, but man, it just looks like strong black people. It feels like strong black people. Yeah, man. You man, know, and, it, and it, if it, you're not it, from it, Cleveland or you haven't been here, you don't understand like the change in that area. It's straight up, man. Straight up, man. And and yeah. I just think that even if you are Italian or you're Irish or Jewish, you 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 know you you respect people who love their culture, yeah. especially if you love your culture. It's the people who, it's the people who have no culture or who don't embrace their culture, and who who you know you have to be worried about. You know, I don't want the West Side. And, and listen, the West Side is growing African American and a large uh, Puerto Rican population, Hispanic population. Um, but of course, you still have a large amount of white people. And, and to those, to the residents who are who are not black, I want you to know that I will be your mayor too, and that I that that your culture is important too, your neighborhood is important too, because it's a part of it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's the it's the part of a, a of a bigger puzzle, which is the city of Cleveland. And when you ask, how do we bridge that gap? Mm -hmm. I think that the type of mayor that I plan to be, if 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 I'm blessed to be chosen, brother. It's an activist mayor. I'm not going to be up in City Hall, man. You're going to see me walking the streets. You're, you're going to see me playing basketball with the kids. You're going to see me in neighborhoods, knocking on doors, talking to people, not just to get their vote. But that's what I was doing when I became council. I didn't wait till mm. you know, election time to get out here in the, on these streets. I, ever, ever since I've been in, I've been doing that. And that's the mm -hmm. same thing I want to do as mayor. That's dope. Um, so so how do you go about convincing a 70-year-old white dude on the west side of Cleveland to vote for you? Hmm. Well, you know, it's 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 more than his, his age and culture. You you have to understand what his needs are. What is his needs? Okay. And and then I have to be able to prove to him that based upon his needs, um, this is what I have done. And this is, and his needs is probably the thing that I've already been working on. But if he's a 70-year-old white man, it depends where he lives. If he lives in Tremont, his concerns are different than if he lives in Cam's Corner, right? Um, That's facts. Maybe if he lives in a certain neighborhood, he's really upset that the city hasn't addressed his issue with streets. Well, I can show you how in Ward 7, that's a major priority for me. And look at what I've done. And this is what I plan to do. If he's in Tremont, you know, his issue may not be streets. Uh, maybe it's the abandoned house that's been sitting there for uh, the past 20 years. 
You know, I have to be able to show them why blight is important. Just like on the east side, mm -hmm. a person that lives on 30th and Cedar side, her issue might be if she lives in the Cedar Estates, her issue might be that CMHA housing, uh, you know, is just not taking care of her. And she's been there for the past 30 years rather than a person who lives, let's say, in Harvard Lee, who's a homeowner. You know, mm -hmm. her issue might be safety, yeah. you know, and the lack of police. So every every person is different. Every neighborhood is different. And we plan to hear the concerns of all neighborhoods and we plan to address them for sure. I think, uh, you know, just just we, we want to treat it, be treated equitably. Yeah. You know, and I think I think every community across the the spear should should agree with that. Yeah, I you know, that. and 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 justice hasn't been been meted out fairly. I think we can change that. We will. We will. I don't think we put enough emphasis on on judges and DAs being elected. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. which. It's a lot of brothers and sisters. I want a lot, but you know, enough going to law school where we could, you know, significantly make some changes. And I don't know how many people it takes to elect a DA. It can't be more than like five thousand people. Well, well, here we don't. We here we don't call them DAs. We call them the county prosecutor. But the fact that the fact remains, what you said is 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 right on, right on, right on cue. And that is, it goes back to the mayor. We can't have a mayor that's silent. You can't have a mayor that's not a good communicator. You have to use that pulpit and you have to sway people. You have to inspire people. You have to motivate them. And I think that I really believe from the energy that we're receiving, mm -hmm. there's going to be young people that come out in this race that have never came out to vote ever before. And we're going to keep that movement going because how I've been getting young people to get registered and get them excited. Mm -hmm. You've heard the story about Michael Sutton and Kenny Phillips. The two young brothers who had 15, they, they, they had 46 years in jail, spent 15 years only to find out that they were that they were not guilty. They didn't commit the crime. Well, I assisted that family in showing them that the way to get to free, as I tell these young people, you want to free mm -hmm. your guy? Doing an Instagram post is not going to free him. Uh, it ain't, the judge ain't going to look like that and say, hey, yeah. You know, he got 10 likes on there. Let's get him out of jail. No, man, we got to use politics to get the politics is what's keeping him there. And politics is what's going to get him out. Mm -hmm. We need to have a county prosecutor that that's not that's not charging. Uh, that's not charging uh, children as adults. We need to remove this cash bail um, cash for bail. We need to remove uh, this, this th these terrible county con jail conditions. This there's many things that we have to work on. But you got mm -hmm. to understand it, man. You got to come from it, man. If you don't come from it and don't understand it, then then you don't consider it to be an issue. Yeah, you look at and you're not even looking at it like that. It's just a, another task for you. Straight up. You know, um, and first of all, I want to say thank you for your time and your energy, man. Um, it has definitely been a privilege. Um, shout out to Connie's son. That's my guy, Camp Cleveland. Uh, yeah. My guys. Um, and, and good luck to you too, bro. I got one more question, man. If you were the mayor at the time that, that Tamir Rice was murdered, what would you have done differently? You know, the first thing that I would have done and one of the things that I want to do is create an office of grief and condolences. Mm -hmm. There needs to be an office within our city that when these type of tragedies happen, you know, members from my office 
including myself, go and sit with that family, meet with that family, provide them resources, whether it's resources to help pay for the funeral, whether it's resources of therapists that can help them with the trauma, and also someone that's in constant contact with them, keeping them, keeping them, uh, keep communicating with them about what's happening in the case. What we do here is people die, people are murdered, they're killed. And we just leave them to their own vice. They don't get, they can't get in contact with the detective. They don't know yeah. what's going on. All we're doing is piling on to the trauma. If I was the mayor at that time, I would have sat down with our sister and I would have assured her that we are going to address this issue. I would not have been quiet about it. Hmm. Um, I would have been very vocal. And I, and I think the, the mayor, he did try his best to remove uh, the guy who did it. He tried his best. But then the union, you know, we have a very strong police union here that that got him back on. And actually, even still right now, got him back on. That would be one of the... If we are blessed to get there, man, we, we, we will try our best to, to remove him. But if we want the community to feel to feel that they are loved and appreciated, we can allow people to harm our community and be able to walk away scot-free without the leader saying of the, of the city, you know, I'm here with you. I stand with you. So that said, listen, I'm pro justice. I'm not pro police. I'm not, you know, pro, I'm not pro police. I'm not pro community. I'm not pro anybody. I'm pro justice. So whoever is right, that's what I want to stand for. You know, and, 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 and sometimes the police is wrong and sometimes the community is wrong. So that's why you pro justice, you stand right in the middle. And we want police officers. When we call them, we want them to come. We I want police to, police right? officers from my community. Well, I think I think more important than just from your community, I think I think that you want police officers that's from your community, which is which is fine, but also uh, when you call them, you're not hoping that you call them for yourself. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not calling, yeah. you call 911, you're not calling them to end up being the one yeah. that uh, uh, is murdered and harmed. So not only do we want more police officers that, that represent the, 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 the demographic of this city, but we also want police officers of any color just to treat the people right. And I, and I think that that will be, you know, we, that, that's our focus. And, you know, like, and real quickly, I will say that I had to call an ambulance uh, last year. And, and the ambulance showed up, the fire truck showed up, and the police showed up. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Like, the dudes in the fire truck didn't even know how to do any of the vital signs. They just showed up because it was, like, operational for them to do so. Mm-hmm. The dudes in the, didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They just stood there and waited for the dudes in the ambulance to get there. Mm-hmm. Well then, you there's no need for you to be there if you can't actually function in both capacities. I'm not mad at them. Love the fire people. If my house catches on fire, I'm definitely calling them. Mm-hmm. If I have a heart attack, I don't need you guys. <laughs> truth, man. Truth. <laughs> you know. Um, other than that, man, I I absolutely wish you luck, bro. And if there's anything that I can do to 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 help you out, man, I absolutely will. You know, this is one of the best interviews I've done, man. It was, it was, a, it was great questions. It was a truthful conversation. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate these type of interviews because uh, you, 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 you asking real questions and um, and real concerns. So I, I appreciate that. I, I thank you, 
And I just appreciate, you know, the opportunity to just, to just, to just put something else in the race that, that, uh, that people aren't used to, you know, you, you know, they haven't seen anything like us in a long time, as far as black men, uh, black women, white women, white men, I have a multicultural, like a multicultural team man, of, of, of different ethnicities and cultures um, and, and, and people from different backgrounds. But it's very clear that's a black man leading it. And, um, and, 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 um, and, and I want to make sure that, you know, the communities that have been marginalized and forgotten um, will finally get their turn. You know, and I will, I will say, man, I think I think we are the a, a, an extremely fair community. Like we don't want you to be perfect. We just want you to be honest. Straight up, straight up. You know, I, uh, I promise absolutely. to do my best. If you give me the opportunity, I promise to do my best, man. Hey, I, I'll be there, Bowden. <laughs> no, me, my old, me and my old, my old lady will be there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and appreciate uh, that your assistant. Oh yeah, Veronica, man. She made sure. She said, Bashir, man. you better get this done. I said, Yes, man. Right. She was very, very called me and everything, man. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. Um yeah. definitely one for the books. And thanks for the compliment. That was dope. Um <laughs> don't forget about us when you win, bro. Oh no, man. You gotta be there at the inauguration, man. Get don't don't forget it. about us. Hey, uh, we had uh uh Brandon Scott um uh, from Baltimore on you know, before uh their election. He won. Yeah, he did. You know, that's a that's a sign, man. Much respect to right. brother Brandon right. Scott. Man. He, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, you know, that's yeah, let's man. make this two for two now. Come on, brother. Right. Please, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, you enjoy the rest of your evening and, and this weather, man. Um, you got my number, bro. Use it if you ever need anything. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, big bro. I appreciate no it. No doubt, man. Peace yeah. to you. Peace, man. And yo, that was pretty dope. Um and before we get out of here, don't forget to check out the website, liberationmindedmedia.com. Uh, yo, that was pretty dope, man. So, you know, good luck to him, man. It would be dope to have spoken to the mayor. Um, <laughs> you know, that would be pretty fucking dope. Um, anyway, interesting conversation. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments. And don't forget to check us out, man, on Instagram at my skin is my sin. And the number one is the same thing on Twitter. On Facebook, it's my skin is my sin. Spotify and Apple, all of that is my skin is my sin as well. Peace.